What should photographers blog about? That's what we'll talk about on episode 59 of the Shutterbug Life podcast. Welcome to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. If photography is not just something you do, but who you are, this is a place for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything you need to be, do, or have to reach your true potential. Let's celebrate the creative photographer's lifestyle with your host, my dad, Linford Morton. Welcome to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. This is your weekly photography lifestyle podcast where we learn how to be better photographers. I'm your host, Linford Morton, but of course, you can call me Lynn. And this is episode 59. And today we're going to discuss what should photographers blog about. So let's set the stage. In episode 48, I've made the case for why you need a blog. And then back in episode 56, the new rules for making an impact, I tried to put that into context for you and talk about where that blog fits into the bigger picture in making an impact with your photography. But you still had lots of questions. And so last Thursday, I hosted a free webinar on creating a photography platform to make your photos stand out. And during that webinar, I talked about, you know, what you put in the blog, and I talked about all different kinds of things. I talked about how you create your whole online persona, if you will. And there was a lot of good information there. But one of the things we talked about that keeps coming up in questions is, what do you blog about if you decide to host a blog? Like, if you buy into the concept or the, or the case I've been making over the last 10 episodes, then what do, you, what do you actually put on that blog? And we talked about it a little bit on, we, well, not a little bit, we talked about it during the webinar. And so I want to pull that part of the conversation out. And what I've done was I've enhanced it a bit. I've added in some, uh, some more extras for you. So we will talk about what you put on the blog, which is really how you tell your story and how you tell your story in a way that it resonates and really makes your photography seem more desirable. She said I created more work for her. I created more work for her because I suggested she create a blog and she created the blog. She said, now I don't know what to put on it. And I have got to think about what I put on this thing. And now you've just created more work for me. And I had to chuckle because I get it. I get that feeling. The blank canvas can be overwhelming. It might feel like, oh my God, I have this job now of filling this thing. But really, it's not going to be that difficult. It's not as hard as you think to find stuff to put on your blog 
you have to think about it as telling your story. And this is what we talked about in, in the new rules, that pe- when people are attracted to you and your photography, it's because they bought into your story and they, they like who you are. And because they like who you are, they take a, 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 a little more, a greater interest in what you produce in your, uh, in your photography. And so you think about ways of telling your story. Now, this is just a piece of all the things we talked about during the webinar. As I said before, we had a webinar last Thursday where I talked about all the things you need to do to create that uh, um, the online platform from which you will begin to really sell your photography. And I don't mean sell in terms of commerce. I mean in terms of getting people interested in what you do. And so one of the things I argued is you got to have a blog of some kind if you are a photographer. But then it then it what do you put on it, right? And so we talked about this and in in this episode I am going to sort of talk you through some ideas. And one of the cool things about this is I added some extras. So you will actually hear from some of the people who we talked about during our webinar, Angela Pan, Jenna Martin, um, Pat Flynn. You'll actually hear from them and just, you know, small excerpts from them. And I think it makes it really kind of a, a fun listen, a fun episode to listen to. So what should photographers blog about or... How do you tell your story? Here we go. Then you want a story or a message. Like, what do you say to the people who decide to follow you? And the easiest thing to do is start with a why. So you want to think about you know, what it is about what it is that you love about photography or or the kind of photography you do. I I. Saw a great example of this for, you know, a, this photography promo I got. I, I'd sent this out a while back, a couple, Justin and Mary, and they're wedding photographers. And on this video, they talk about why they love what they do. And they don't talk anything. They don't talk about gear. They don't talk about anything. They just talk about their own romance and their own relationship and their own love affair. He takes my hand and we walk. Out into the uncertain, out into the unknown, but walking, always walking, in the direction of our dreams. I talk and he listens. Talk about nothing, talk about everything, talk until the whole world makes sense again. And just like that, just by taking my hand, he's always been able to make the world make sense again. We stand together and he picks up our crate and barrel Rococo striped dish towel and snaps it lovingly in the general direction of my backside. Posterior. Derriere, if you prefer. You wash, and I'll drive. And for us, this one simple statement has become much less a division of labor and more like a mantra for life. For how we take on the world together. He may be dirty dishes and kitchen cabinet doors standing wide open, but I'm three-day-old glasses of milk on the nightstand. And for us, it just works. I dance to the beat in my own head, and he breathes the melody. We stand out in a field together as the sounds of a country song float out of the open car door window and onto the breeze. He takes my hand and presses it against his chest, and we dance. 
and he pulls me in close like he doesn't ever want to let go. We get in the car and drive and drive as the miles blur by and he leans over and whispers, I still love going on adventures with you. And with the wind in my hair and the curve of the road, I look out the window, coffee in hand, and deep down I know I was born to love like this. In the silence that is comfortable, in the moments in between, in the tiny little ordinary everyday nothings that make up our whole life together. And sitting on our couch together with Cooper's face in our laps, I know there is no place in this world I would rather be. See, I see love because I have known love. I have been loved. Quietly and fearlessly and without question. In the moments when it was most uncertain. In the times when it was most undeserved. I believe in love. With my whole heart, I believe in love. Because I was first loved. And I have loved in return. We are Justin and Mary. Photography for people who believe in love. Because for us, it always started with love. If you can tap into why it is that you love photography so much, then that might be something that you can talk about just to get things rolling and get things started. Because people will be interested in in finding out who you are. Beyond the pictures, when you start to now craft your story, the story is not just the pictures, but who you are and what makes you tick. Because we want to get to know you because, you know, we're, again, starting not just to follow your art, but we we're, we're, think of it as beginning a relationship. And in a relationship, we want to get to know the other person. What else you do? You show your work. And this is, you know, this is the easiest one. You go out on a shoot and you you take pictures and you, you know, you plop it up on your blog. You, you all know this because this is the most, the more common way of dealing with um, photography. One of our members, Alvin Mitchell, does this well, and in his blog, um, people in our in this in this city, and uh, he did it in DC for a while. Now he's over in Japan. He's doing the same thing, and just showing pictures as he takes them. And this is the easiest way to to keep a blog full. Is every time you sh- every time you shoot, pick the best one and put it out there and tell a little story around. Or just show the, or just show the work. Um, how you know how how you did it is the next one is, and when I when I say that, what I what I mean is, you know, Angela Pan does this well. You all might know Angela B. Pan. She is a a, a DC based travel photographer and blogger, and she does a lot of HDR work. She was in one of she was one of our webinar interviewees back in 2012 ish. And Angela does great stuff. But what I really love about what she does is if you follow her, and especially on YouTube, she takes you along with her when she goes on her shoot. Hey guys, it's Angela, and it's snowing over by the Verizon Center, and we are supposed to get a ton of snow today. Last I checked, it was like 10 to 20 inches. Look at how pretty everything is. I wanted to come here because I wanted to capture the snow plus the city lights, and I feel like the Chinatown area is the place in DC where we have the most lights. 
But there's the Chinatown gate. Hopefully I can get some cool shots of maybe like some cars driving by or some people walking underneath. I don't know. But it is coming down hard. She pretty much, you know, you know, whips out her iPhone and as she's walking around, she's just talking about it. Hey everyone, it's Angela and I'm back. First landing state park and I'm by the cypress swamps right now. How cool is that? So it rained a little bit um, about 10-20 minutes ago, just for a little, for a few minutes. So it's kind of humid and smuggy out. Look, my camera's all fogged up. The only way you can defog your camera is to just wait for it to defog itself. You can't like rub it with your shirt or something. Because I've tried, but that doesn't really work. So just here waiting. I am walking along the trail right now and I'm here with Virginia State Parks actually. They came or they wanted me to take some specific pictures so they could uh, show it in their exhibit that they're building that should be done in the beginning of November. They like drew out this little map for me to go along whatever trail to um, get the best shots. Then the picture goes after that. And when you see the photograph, you're by the time you see the image, you're already invested in it because you went on a journey with her. Another way to do it is teach as you learn. So this is for, you know, if you aren't there yet, you think. One of the things you might do is blog about your your journey as you, you become a travel photographer. So you, you know, you put up the images and go, this is where I am now. My goal is to you know, one day, you know, have work on that geo. And to do that, I need to do these four things. And so, you know, I'm going to take you along. And then you tell the story as you go through each of the steps as to what you did and what you learned and, and what you, you know, how you might, you know, get that, um, how, how this gets you further to your goal. And so now this is great because you have more of a serial here because people are following along with you. And as you do each step, they're looking to see what happens next. This is, you know, this is a soap opera, really, or a, or as we call it these days, reality TV. So you create basically your own, thank you, your own reality show at, in the whole teaching as you learn if you don't think you're there yet. And people are invested. You know, one of my favorite examples of this is not in the photography space. This guy is an internet marketer. And this is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 206. I'm in your head. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. And this is what he does. He started, you know, eight years ago saying, you know, here he says, I'm the crash test dummy of online business. I'm going to see what works and what does it. And as I learn, I'm going to teach it to you. This is his whole brand. Let's see what works. And of course, you see now he's grown to ridiculous amounts. You know, but this is just, this is just, you know, he's the outlier. Everyone's not going to make $200,000 a month. Um, he clearly has some magic, but it's built around the let's see what works approach and teaching as you learn and people follow along and once you you and once you've demonstrated I tried these four things and this is the one that works you now have a built-in almost um what do you call it you uh, authority so that people are you know are on board okay 
Um, so teach as you learn. And then some behind the scenes is another one, another way of doing it. Like, you know, what happens behind the scenes of you and your shoots? And Jenna Martin, who was on the podcast where we talked about using um, social media, she was a, she came back as a repeat guest for that. She does this well in her Periscope. So I actually just did a broadcast on this, is the top three things that most photographers can use Periscope for that they can broadcast. Awesome. And, you know, the first one they want to broadcast is the actual photo shoots. So if you have an assistant or I have a friend that just put their just put their mobile phone kind of where their flash was supposed to go and they can just broadcast right there by themselves. Oh, in the hot shoe? Okay. Yeah. You want to broadcast the actual photo shoot because it shows people that the photo shoots are fun, that you want them to be relaxed in front of the camera and show, oh, shooting with this person is actually a really fun time. That's a great that's a great thing for clients because they think that they're really nervous at the beginning and they think that it's going to be a mess and stressful and you want to show that actually this is a great time. You know, we're jumping in water, we're twirling around, it's great. <laughs> In her periscope, because she does underwater photography, she will scope when she's doing her her shoot. And I, 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 and I sort of watched in on some of her shoots, and it's kind of cool. So she goes in and and she is almost like like Angela does, but she's live broadcasting her. She goes, you know, here I am, and you'll see her models sort of waiting, and then you see the lights, you see everything she's she's setting up. And then, boom, they go under, and then she goes underwater, too, with her camera. And then she comes up for air, and she talks about what she's doing. And it's a whole behind-the-scenes thing. And, and, and that's an, a, a way, too, of engaging people in your photography. And the easiest way to do this is think about, you know, how, how, you, how would you help one person? And, and this is the, the easy thing to way to do this is to just answer questions people ask you on your blog. And, you know, this, I do this in my Ask Lynn segments. So if you if someone asks me a question and I think, OK, this I, a lot of people might have, might have that same question. I, I just, you know, record a whole podcast around it. And I've got so much of my content for my blog and my podcast that way because you will ask me a question and I'll go oh that sounds interesting let me answer that as a podcast if you don't mind and so then because nine times out of ten somebody else has the same question and just hasn't gotten around to asking and so you answer your own frequently asked questions I told you know when I was coaching Allie um, we did the same thing she says you know I want to she, she was trying to get more headshot work. And I said, well, when people come to you and they want headshot, you know, headshot services, what are the, what are the 10 questions you hear most? Make each of those something you talk about on a separate post. And so she did that and, and began getting more traction and more work because when people have these similar questions and they Google for them, you start showing up as a potential source. Um, ISO aperture and white balance. Yep, I have all those as 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 answers, Denise. Um, because because people because people ask me those very same questions. So I've got podcast uh, uh, on all those three topics. It's so funny you say that. You answered those during your eight questions. That's right. So and exactly because again that was another answer I got. So so what will you produce? And so. You, what you want to do in, in all of these things that, that I just talked about, what you're doing is telling stories. 
we're hardwired to love stories. So rather than just reciting, you know, I shot this at ISO 200, you know, shutter speed is this, because, you know, as photographers, we love that technical stuff. But for the most part, if you really want to engage people, tell the story behind that. Why did you choose those settings? Why did you want to do that? Why did you want to shoot there? Why did you, you know, think that would be a good location? Why do you think that macro photography is so interesting? Why did you choose that subject to do your next macro photography shoot? Tell us the story. You know, and you know, people love stories because even if you ever read Yelp or one of those places where people give reviews, they always have the review as a story. It's it's so funny. They'll go, you know, I I went to the restaurant because my dad was hungry and I always want to go blah, blah, blah. And they tell stories. So we always do this. And if you can write an email to someone, you can write a blog post. Think of it as I'm writing an email to a friend about an experience I just had. Or I'm writing a Facebook post to my Facebook friends about an experience I just had. And, you know, there you have your story. Because if you look at your Facebook posts, most of them are worth telling stories. And then we're showing visuals to go along with it. Because if we want to be photography, um, we want to get to photography, then, um, then, you got, then people expect visuals. And then you want to pick, I'm going to answer your question too, Dee, about how you get people to follow your blog. And then you're going to you pick the mode that best fits your strengths because not everyone is a writer. You know, some people are better at just talking. If you, that's why I think one of the things that works with Angela Pans is just the authenticity of her just chatting. She's good in that format. Um, I love to write, so I started off writing my blogs. And then after doing 600 workshops and photo tours, I got used to talking. So I ended up doing podcasts next and doing these. But you want to think about that. And then you also, you also want to think interactive. So you can ask questions and get people to respond to them and, or, or do your own little impromptu surveys to get people um, to, to, to be engaged because you want to get people coming back. I hope that was helpful for you. And it's just, again, one of the sections we talked about during the webinar on the whole class on building your platform. Um, on the seven, we actually talked about seven things you need, and that was one. We talked about, you know, if you're building a platform, you need a big goal because this is the thing that sort of acts as the magnet to keep you moving forward and pulling you to it. We talked about great pictures and what does that mean and what does that look like? I, I talked about the things that I would look for in any photograph before I would consider it one of the great pictures and and then how you create this consistently. I talked about how you can find out where you match up, an easy way to 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 take what you have pull out what you think are your best and then uh, one way to to sort of do a, a survey that's designed to get the kind of answers that will help you figure out where you are and what you need to do next we talked about a niche or specialty and you know everyone talks about okay it's, how do you get you need a niche and then you think well geez what's that mean and how do i create one so i talked about a, a couple ways for you that you could 
figure out what you would use as a niche or your or a specialty and why that's important so we did that and then the platform of the blog we talked about how you would begin to create that and there's another video that i created that will help you decide which platform technically speaking you ought to choose i'll link to that in the show notes and then we talked about the story. This is what we, you just heard that in, in this episode. And then next, as I was getting through that part in our webinar, someone said, well, geez, if you do all that to create the blog, how do you get people there to look at it? Ha, glad you asked. That's the next section about creating a community and a community of networker, people you network with to help you in in, in terms of helping you understand what you should be doing to to get better and to get where you need to be and community in terms of people who support and follow your work. And then with all that stuff, it might seem very overwhelming. And so we talked about the plan of action and the plan of action is, 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 is I talk about it only because I know that after all this, it might be so easy for you to say, that is just too much work. It sounds great, sounds pie in the sky, but I just, I'm too busy. I don't have that kind of time. And so with the last section, I show you how with, if you can commit to two hours every week, two hours for your photography, I show you how you can make all this work within two hours. And then once a month, you'll do something extra just monthly. And then every six months, you'll check in. But for the most part, what we're talking about is two hours per week. One hour to shoot, another hour to do the the work online to get to get your to get your photographs out. Two two hours per week. Now, if you can do that, I think. And of course, this is the minimum. If you want to, imp- if you want to invest more time, you'll get better results, like anything else. But a minimum of two hours a week ought to get you where you need to be, or where you want to be, depending on where, what you said was one of those big goals of yours. So, with all of this, you have at the end of this webinar enough information for you to take this all and go make great things happen. Now, I could hear from the chatter that there are some people who are going to want a little more support than that. And and so at the end of the webinar, I announced that I was starting I was starting a mentoring club to work through these kinds of issues, meaning you would have support nonstop to help keep you on track, to help keep you organized, to help evaluate your work, to help evaluate your platform, to help you just, you know, work on what you want to to put out on your phone on your platform in terms of blogs and videos and posts. The whole end-to-end support. And you'll have it for just a fraction of what you typically would pay for a lot of of training and ongoing costs. So you can get a whole month of support for just uh, for just 29 bucks, which is, when you think about it, really not a whole lot for a month-long support. And when we talk about that, what I mean is the webinar is only going to be good for another couple days, and then it disappears, and it goes into the club. And so you'll have nonstop access to that. You'll have all the other training videos that I am going to create or, and that I've already created to help support you along this process. If all you want to do is work on your photographs, we've got support for that too. 
And so you have all this and it's there and it's, but it's not just a bunch of videos, right? I know you can, you know, sign up for other training classes where all you do is watch videos, but this is different because it's mentoring. And so you have the extra layer of somebody who is going to be there to help you along the way. The help comes in a couple different ways. Once we'll have two webinars per month. And in these webinars, you'll have a chance to, you know, put your work out there in terms of getting online live critiques of your images, of your platform, of whatever you're working on. And and then two, it's just, you know, feedback on any questions you have, a Q&A a Q&A section, right? So that's the first part. The, the, the second part is we have, we'll have a private Facebook group only for the members of the mentoring club. And this is where if you have a question on a Wednesday afternoon about something you're working on, just because it's, you know, not in the question, it's not for, for instance, covered in one of the videos or we have a week to go for the next webinar doesn't mean you're out there on your own. You come into the Facebook group, you leave me a question, I stop what I'm doing and I try and answer it as fully as possible. This is your your lifeline to me and your other the other members of the mentoring club. So you have all this support and I think it can really be helpful and the the thing is it's there are no contracts involved so if you take it and you go for a month and you get to where you need to be then we graduate you and you know go in peace and if you think that you really want to make work on this for the time it really takes to make a difference with a platform six months a year then there's savings for you if you want to do that as well but it's it's up to you you're in the driver's seat but this is a resource for you if you decide that you are ready to take your photography to the next level and really make an impact with it. And you need some support, some structure, and some encouragement in getting there. So that's what we talked about. All right. So that is your, ooh, that was, that's your thing for today. This is our, our episode for today what you would blog about. And I hope that was helpful for you. Now, on the show notes, I'm also going to have the che- the checklist, the kind of checklists that you would typically see inside the, the mentoring club. And so you can work through at least this episode if you choose to. All right. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you are here with us. I'm taking off this week to go to New Orleans for our 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 photo tour New Orleans excursions. I'm just so excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've got a good group coming down with us for this um, for this eight, this spring break. And of course, I'm going back again in October. If you still want to get in on us, I think we have another day or two left for the early bird rate. So you can get in on that if you're listening to this right as it is you know published. If you like what we do. Tell a friend, invite another photographer into our community. You know, we are, this podcast goes out weekly, but in, in addition to that, you can also join in our Facebook group. This is the, the free Facebook group for, for our meetup community and all of our, our, our other friends. 
go to fb.shutterbooklife.com. It'll take you right there. We share uh, throughout the week, and it's a lot of fun. Now, if you are in Washington, D.C. or New York City, join our meetup. We are a bunch of friendly photographers who get out and shoot and share together, and uh, we'd love to have you join us if you are in the area. And of course, again, we're online, and you can find this all at shutterbuglife.com. Now, if you want to make sure that you catch each episode of the podcast as it comes out, remember, you can subscribe online at shutterbuglife.com forward slash subscribe, or on iTunes, itunes.shutterbuglife.com. You got all these links on the show notes, folks. Just go to shutterbuglife.com forward slash podcast. Find all these links and more. So thank you so much for being a part of our community, for being one of my my Shutterbug friends. I sure do appreciate you. And whatever you do, wherever you go this week, enjoy your Shutterbug life. Take care. <laughs>